0: The following audio is from Axe Church in Leander, Texas. More information about Axe is available at axechurchleander.com.
1: John chapter 15, verse 1. I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, He takes away, and every branch that does bear fruit, He prunes, that it may bear more fruit. Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. Well, as uh, I was
0: introduced, my name is Grant. I'm one of the elders here and, and blessed to be able to, to give the message. And, and I missed last week because I was out in Arizona. And uh, I used to live in Arizona. I used to, to be a youth director out there. And so I got to go back to my home church. And the guy I used to work with that we did youth ministry together was he had an ordination, which is a fancy word for uh, becoming a pastor. And so I got to go to that and hang out with lots of my friends and former youth. And it's cool to see how, like, they now are married and have kids. And it's just crazy to see. But I also got to hang out with my friends and, and um, play golf. And if you think Texas is hot in the summer, try Phoenix in the summer, right? Um, but while I was there, I stayed with my friend. On my way back, uh, I get back to the airport on my way back to Austin, go through security, Open up my phone because it's got my boarding pass on it. Do it electronically that way to show the, the security people. And I notice my phone is only at 20%, right? And I'm freaking out. Somehow my phone had become unplugged during the middle of the night and, and didn't fully charge. And I'm freaking out because I've got a two and a half hour flight back to Austin. And what am I going to do on the airplane, right? Right? Am I going to, like, read a book or a magazine or something? That's, who does that, right? Oh, I've got no music to listen to, games, you know, all this stuff that I, that I was planning on doing and accomplishing uh, on the airplane. I'm freaking out. So, so I get through security, and I hurry. I've got about an hour to my flight, and I go search for the nearest electrical outlet. You ever been in this situation, right? You're freaking out. It kind of looked like this. Here's a, here's a picture <laughs> that I took, right? And I go, look, in every electrical outlet place, there's people huddled around in kind of this little mass, right? And it's kind of cool because there's like these little pods of people, right? And I'm trying to find the best one to go find and the people I want to hang out with for the next hour and, and share my personal space with. And uh, I find one and I get my phone up to like 40%, you know, not great, but, but enough for the airplane. But I, as I am sitting there, I'm thinking about this week's message and how today we're talking about Jesus being the true vine, and being connected to the vine as as Christians, and what it's like to be connected, right? And I think sometimes we we view coming to church as as coming for our hour to be connected, to be recharged, and then we go out with a full battery to go serve the rest of the world, right? Um, And sometimes we're low, and we, we, you know, but I wonder if Jesus actually gives us a different picture of this, and takes it maybe a step farther than just coming once a week to be recharged, what does it look like to be continually recharged in our life? And that's, that's what we're going to look at today. So, we're going to look at uh, John 15. And uh, I'm actually going to use a couple more verses than what we read earlier. But um, we're going to go three points, okay? Three, three points. Are, points are three words, all right? These are easy to remember. And they all are agricultural kind of terms, right? That have to do with, with uh, vines. And, and I brought with me a vine, it's not a real vine. This is all uh, I could find at Hobby Lobby yesterday. But, uh, <laughs> but this is our vine, right? And our three words that we're going to focus on today are prune, remain, or you heard in the, the reading, abide, and fruit. Okay? So let's go with prune. Uh, when I was growing up, I was about seven or eight years old, and I was living in Southern California, and my dad said, you know, one summer afternoon, hey, let's go out. We're going to prune the rose bushes. I didn't know what that meant, so I'm like, all right, cool. So I go out and I help him. All of a sudden, he's like, and he chops off like more than half of the bush. And I'm like, dad, mom's going to kill you. You just killed that bush. And he's like, no, 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 son, don't worry. It'll be okay. It'll come back even stronger in the, the, the next season. I was like, dad, you're full of it. No way. You don't know anything, right? You can't do that. But he knew part of that process. And so let's read uh, verses 1 and 2 again of our text and what Jesus says. He says this, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit he takes away, and every branch that does bear fruit he prunes so that it may bear more fruit. All right? seems countercultural, counterintuitive to to cut off branches when it's growing so well, right? Um, uh, Part of this is... um, uh, Jesus, again, our series is Jesus Is, which is Jesus when he says in the book of John seven times, I am, and then he has some kind of object, right? And so we've already gone, I am the bread of life. We've done, I am the light of the world. I am the good shepherd. All these I am statements. And as you remember, if you've heard these, if you've not heard these, uh, these are, uh, he's alluding back to the Old Testament and Moses uh, in the wilderness where the bush is, is talking to him. It's God in the bush, and, God, and Moses says, What is your name? What shall I call you? And God responds, I am, right? Which is translated to the Hebrew Yahweh. And so when Jesus says, I am the true vine, they're getting that allusion, right? Whoa, 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 whoa. That's blasphemy, Jesus. You're claiming to be God. And then he goes a step farther, and he says, I am the true vine. Now, the vine was an Old Testament um, imagery right there. And uh, put up the next slide here. Um, Not that one, the next one. Uh, Where it comes... Uh, from uh, the book of psalm and it says this turn again o god of hosts look down from heaven and see have regard for this vine the stock that your right hand planted and for the son whom you made strong for yourself so in that time israel the israelite people were known as kind of the vine right and they were kind of weak and they they were looking for god to uh supply their needs and at times uh you know, Israelite people were kind of flaky, right? As we are at times as well. And so when Jesus says, I am the true vine, he's saying, I am the fulfillment of that. I will be the vine that will be better than any line of the Israelite people, right? And so people are doubly like, this guy's speaking double blasphemy in just like five words. I am the true vine, right? And um, so it's the reason they eventually put him to death on the cross. And so um, for us, this pruning away... This pruning is a painful thing, right? Put up the, the one of the, the statue, right? Uh, I love this because a, a, a sculptor was once asked the question, how do you know what, to, what to, to knock away when you're sculpting a sculpture, right? And he said, anything that doesn't belong. And I feel like that's what God does in our life when he prunes our life, right? He says, you know what? There's parts of your life that just distract from me that take away the nutrients, that take away your energy. And so those things need to be pruned, right? And we know that when we prune a bush, it comes back healthier. But it's not always, um, it's, it doesn't always feel good in our life, right? There's certain times when maybe we are reminded that maybe we spend too much time on our phones and we're too connected, and, and we need to be pruned of that so we can focus on what the main thing is. Um, I, I love storms like this, not for the, the nature that they, you know, cause destruction, but for the nature that they, they cause us to slow down, right? Yesterday, I was supposed to have a whole bunch of events, and they all got canceled because of the storm, and it caused my family to, to slow down, just spend time together, spend time with friends, and, and it was a great time to remind me, oh, yeah, I need to prune more things out of my life so I am less distracted, and I can focus on the main things and, and um, not always the busyness of life, and so pruning is a good thing in our life even though it doesn't always feel good. Uh, Ralph Waldo Emerson, a a famous poet, said this. um, He said, As the gardener, by severe pruning, it forces the sap of the tree into one or two vigorous limbs. So should you stop off your miscellaneous activity and concentrate your force on one or a few points. I mean, as a famous writer, I don't know if you've ever written, but writing is hard sometimes, right? Sometimes you just want to be like, and you just want to write everything. He's saying, keep the main thing the main thing. Keep your point simple, right? Hard to do at times. Um, And sometimes God prunes us of our sin, right? We'll confess that in a little bit of just how we are broken, sinful people. And to to prune that away helps us to grow, right? And helps us to experience that grace and forgiveness. One more quote here. I love this. While pruning often hurts in our life, here's, here's some hope, right? The vine dresser is never near the branches, than when he is pruning them, right? The vine dresser, obviously, in our reading today was God, Jesus being divine, and we are the branches, right? Oh, that's a good song. He is the vine, and we are the branches. Banner over me is love. You know that song? No? All right, look it up. It's a great song. Anyway, uh, (laughs) but uh, never closer to us, right? So God doesn't prune the things out of our life because he hates us or because he's mean or because he's angry, but he does so out of love because he wants to see us grow into the people he's created us to be. So, so that's prune. All right. Word number two was? Remain. remain or abide. Yeah, remain. And here's, let's read that part. Uh, let's go five through seven. It says this. I am the vine and you are the branches. Whoever abides or remains in me and I in him, he, it is that, bears much fruit. For apart from me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like branches and withers, and the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire and burned. If you abide or remain in me, and in my words, abide or remain in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. So four times he mentions this, this abide or remain, right? And that's, that's a hard thing. Um, now, oftentimes you think that's like, man, that's really harsh text, right? Remain or else you get thrown in the fire, Right? Sounds like a threat, right? But I want to give you a picture that, that shows a little bit different uh, meaning of what I think Jesus means about remaining or abiding. Um, there was this African, or, um, Australian sheep farmer, and he had many sheep, and he put them in a pen and, uh, to, to protect them. Here's a, like a picture of what that would look like, right? And, uh, but he was so successful that he got more and more sheep. So he had to build more and more fences, more bigger and bigger pens. But eventually he got so many sheep that it cost him too much to build bigger fences and more fences. And so he went to an older, wiser guy that, who had lots of sheep, too, and he said, you know what? I don't know what to do. Am I going to have to sell off some of my sheep? Am I have to you know, just get rid of them or, or just risk that they'll run away? And the old guy says, you know what? Get rid of all your fences. The young guy's kind of like, wait, wait, what? He said, yes, get rid of all your fences and instead build a trough in the middle of your property looking something like this. And the guy was kind of confused. He's like, wait, that's going to keep them there? And the guy says, yes, because your sheep will never stray far enough away from the source of life. You see, in that that, uh, Australian outback area, it was very dry and arid, and there was no water anywhere to be found. So by putting the source of life in the middle of the farm, he was ensuring that they would never go far away from it, right? Because it was their source of life. And I wonder if sometimes... Christianity is viewed as the pin, right? You're either in or you're out, right? And sometimes, you know, if you do the right things, you're in. If you don't, you're out. But I wonder if that's not really what Jesus means at all by remaining, that maybe Jesus means that it's more messy than that, that by him being the center of our lives, but him being the center and being the source of life, that there are times we're going to wander away, but there's times when we're we're going to come back because we're, we're connected to him. He's chosen us and he's our source of life. And because of that, we're remaining in him. And maybe remaining looks more than like that, more of just desperately holding on to the source of life than being confined to this strict box of, of what religion is often categorized as. It's more life-giving than life-taking, right? And I wonder if that's what remain looks like. So let's go to the third one here. Um, What was the third one? Fruit. Yeah. So fruit. What is this? Let's read this from the screen. Uh, this is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that someone laid down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for the servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends, for all that I have heard from my Father I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should abide so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give it to you. These things I command you so that you will love one another. Now, sometimes there's pruning, right? Sometimes you got to take things off that maybe don't belong so the rest of the vine can grow healthy. But there's also remaining, right? Because without it, if I take this off, is this going to have life very much longer? No, it's going to wither up and die, right? So by remaining, probably should have put that back on there so it would have lived. Well, it's a fake plant anyway, but, but you get the point. Uh, <laughs> but the second part, or the third part, is, is the fruit, right? And the fruit here, in this case, is the flowers, right? The flowers. And um, I, I don't think the flowers, or the branches in this case, really say, I really want to produce some flowers. I need to work harder, Right? Uh, poof, right? No, I don't think that's really how it goes, right? A, a flower comes naturally out of the vine, naturally by remaining, and is just part of it by being part of a healthy vine. And I think this is what this is. I think oftentimes we think, man, I'm a Christian. I've got to produce fruit. I've got to find ways to love each other. i, I just got to really try harder. I, I'm not that good of a Christian. I, I just need to, I need to work harder. I need to be better at it. I'm, I'm not as good as that person who loves better than me. And I don't think that's what Jesus is saying here. He's saying that when we're connected, when we're remaining in him, when we're close to the source of life, it just comes naturally, right? It comes naturally from who we are and whose we are, right? Um, And and that's that's what I think he's talking about here. Um, I was trying to think of a, a good analogy for that. I was thinking, man, what is it in our lives where we're connected continually to a source of life, right? I was thinking, man, scuba diving, right? Anybody been scuba diving before? Nobody. Oh, one. We got one. All right. Two. Good. Well, I guess you guys all can't relate to that, but scuba diving, and if you think about it, you're connected continually to a source of life, that oxygen. You take it away, pretty much toast, right? Uh, so maybe think of another analogy. Um, all right, what about this one? Uh, being in outer space. Anybody been in outer space before? Okay, a couple people maybe <laughs> metaphorically, um, <laughs> a little spacey. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's probably another thing we can't relate to. Like you are, when you're up in space, you're dependent on your air for life, right? Um, actually, true story. I was last uh, semester, I was at a church in Clear Lake, which is just south of Houston. That's where NASA's at. And the church I was visiting was where one of our DC interns, our, our youth ministry interns from Concordia. So I got to visit her and just check up on her. And she, you know, they're across the street from NASA. And I said, do you have any people from NASA? She's like, oh yeah, we've got a people that have been to space. I'm like, Whoa, how cool is that? So the next time I came back, she got us a VIP tour of the back. So we gotta go in like a, a replica of the space station and gotta go in some of the simulators and all that it was really cool. But but uh, I was like, man, I don't think people like went to space. Like, like that's actually really cool that they, that they did that. But um but we probably can't relate to that example either, right? And so I, I thought of finally this one. This example we can all relate to. You may not remember it, but we can relate to it. When we were in our mother's womb, right? When when we're in our mother's womb, we are connected to a source of life, that umbilical cord. Without that, we're toast, right? But here's the thing that maybe where the analogy breaks down is because I think when we are born, that umbilical cord is eventually cut. But we're still dependent on that source of life, our mom, to feed us, to clothe us, to bathe us, to to do all those things for us, right? But eventually, we we grow out of that, right? Right? And eventually we become independent where we no longer need that source of life anymore. But I think that's actually opposite from the spiritual life, right? Spiritual life is actually where we become, I think, more dependent as we grow older, right? At least for me. I don't know about you. But, but I think there's times in our life where we think, oh man, I've been through Sunday school. I know it. I don't need it anymore. Or I've been through confirmation. Or, or I've graduated from high school. Or um, I've had kids. Or I've gotten married. I finally have it all figured out. But I think it actually goes opposite, where we become more dependent on staying connected and remaining to the vine as we get older, because life is messy. Life is broken. Life is hard, right? And so as we we talk about this, our fruit, uh, our fruit is is just a natural response of whose we are and how we're connected. And so maybe that means for you, like mowing your neighbor's grass or taking in their trash cans or um, for us as a church, that meant starting acts of love, Right? And so we're going to bring up a special guest, um, Maria, who is actually, uh, her, her son went to Acts of Love, and she was able to finish high school. Um, but I want to tell you kind of the story of what Acts of Love, how it started. Um, one of our members was working for the, the school district of Leander, and she was working specifically with, with the young moms. And um, she realized, we just don't have enough space for them to, to drop off their babies to finish school. And so she went to Pastor Gabe and, and said, hey, is there anything we can do as a church he goes, yeah, that's a no-brainer. So they started a committee. They got all the things going on. We hired Katie to come and help us out and start that. And uh, since then, we've had nine parents be able to graduate just in, what, two and a half years and had um, dozens of babies that have gone through the program and, and been able to to be served because of that. And and so that's a really, really cool thing, a really cool fruit that has come out of just being and abiding in in God's presence of that way. So um, I'm going to call up Maria and uh, have her come. So come on up. Can we, let's see. Yeah, I think everybody can see her from there. And we're just going to just talk to her and kind of hear her story. There you go. How you doing? A little nervous? Yes. It's okay. It's all right. They're, they're friendly people. They don't bite. So you want to you sit down? Awesome. So everybody give her a hand. Yes. <laughs> Woo. Um, and and I saw Jacob here somewhere. Where is he? Is he in the nursery? Oh, he's
2: with his grandma. Oh, okay. He
0: Oh, yeah. That's okay. We, that's okay. We're okay with that. Um, but I guess tell us, what was it like? I mean, it would have been really hard to be a teen mom and find out, oh, man, what am I going to do with life? Because this is going to change life forever, right? Um, what was it like for you when you found out that Acts of Love was willing to take on Jacob and you were able to then go back to school?
2: Well, I felt relieved mm-hmm. and, I mean... Like, hopeful because it was, like, really hard f- because I just moved here to Leandro, like, two years ago. Right. So, I mean, I was going to school, like, at night. So, I didn't get pretty much knowledge. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was all computer stuff, right? So, I mean, I was hopeful. I was, like, so relieved that if I finally found a daycare. I mean, that I didn't actually have to pay out of my pocket because these days, mm-hmm. it's, like, they're really expensive. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it was pretty nice to find out that um, they were going to take Jacob, and I was actually going to finish school I mean it was my last year like I had to graduate you know yeah. it was either now or never
0: right yeah that's cool uh, and so did you graduate this last year
2: um two
0: years uh, two, two years, ago? Two years? Yeah, yeah okay cool and so what, what are you doing now
2: well now um actually today I was going to graduate from Austin medical assistant school but since the weather they canceled it so next week
0: so yeah. she's about to graduate. <laughs> awesome. How cool is that? Yeah. So so what What do you see yourself doing with that?
2: Well, tomorrow I'm actually going to start at ACC mm-hmm. to be an RN. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty much, like, getting myself together now, yeah. you know. And, yeah, I mean, uh, thanks to Axel Love, they transferred me to a head start. Mm-hmm. And now it's like I don't – I didn't have to, like, struggle enough to – um buying a daycare for Jacob, you know. So I was pretty thankful for that. That's cool, yeah.
0: yeah. Um, one of the things we celebrate as, I guess, a church and as people is that we, we really believe in, in Jesus' unconditional grace and love and mercy, and that's part of our value at, at Acts of Love. And so how how did that, did you experience that kind of love through the staff, and, and what was that like? Yes,
2: um, I mean, for everything they it was pretty nice for them to think about the teenage moms that they have to graduate from school and do in the daycare. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything, they have patience for Jacob because I know how he is. And I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, everything is just how um, they treat Jacob. Jacob was really happy here. And I mean, he still is. So that's uh, <laughs> all right. Um, but yeah, I mean, everything of just thinking of us, you know, for our future.
1: That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Um, yeah. if,
0: if you could wish something for Jacob, like what, what's one wish you would have for him later on in life?
2: Oh, to never give up. Never to give up. Always yeah. like, yeah, to never give up. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Cool. Yeah. Um, how about one last question? Um, uh, what would you, what do you want uh, these people to know? Like what, if you could share one piece of advice with them, just being what you've gone through and, and just experience, what, what do you want them to know?
2: I mean, to always have faith and be hopeful because there's always a solution for everything.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you. Everybody give her a round of applause. Good. Thank you so much. And I, I think she said it best there. To hope and faith, right, is what it's all about. Um, I want to just close with this. One of the last parts of this verse, it said this, that, that um, Jesus no longer considered them servants but friends. Right, And then it says, uh, the greatest thing a friend can do is lay down their life. And that's what we celebrate here at Acts and, and Acts of Love is that we have one that has given the ultimate fruit and the ultimate fruit of Jesus where he has laid down his life because he's called us friends, because we are connected to him. And he has said, I love you so much that I was willing to die for you and rise again because I never want to be apart from you. I want to be connected to you. I want to be with you forever. And so we celebrate that here, and we thank God that he is our true vine. So um, let's pray. At this time, we're going we're to pray. We're also going to confess kind of some of the sins we've committed, and then we'll have a time of absolution where we experience that forgiveness. But, but some of the pruning in our life comes when we, we say, God, I've messed up. So, so let's pray. Pray with me. Uh, Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this day. We thank you that you are our true vine, that you are our source of life, that you um, prune us at times. And, and so, Lord, we, we pray for those things that we need to confess, that we need to prune out of our life, and we ask for your help for that. And we, um, we thank you that you have remained with us first, that you have chosen us, and that you have loved us, and, and that you give us fruit to love the people around us. And so help us to do that and empower us. And so at this time, Lord, we just reflect on this message, reflect on your grace and your mercy, and give up um, the areas in our life where we um, need to be pruned. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Axe Church in Leander, Texas. Feel free to share this message with others and stay connected with us at ActsChurchLeander.com.